Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Ashley Dargai, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you. Our scripture for this morning is from Luke 1, 39 through 55, and it's on the back of your bulletin if you'd like to follow along. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of God's servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is your name. In every age your compassion flows to those who reverence you. But all who seek to exalt themselves in arrogance will be leveled by power. You have deposed the mighty from their seats of power and have raised the lowly to high places. Those who suffer hunger you have filled with good things. Those who are privileged you have turned away empty-handed. You have helped your servant Israel in fulfillment of the promise you made to our ancestors, to Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and to their descendants forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Dear Brinsley Marie Hiles Dunlap, what a time to be born. You entered the world in the middle of a global pandemic, your mom, a warrior among many, pushing through sickness herself to bring you into the world. You were cared for tenderly by your grandmother in the early weeks of your life, your extended family and friends rooting for you quietly, seeing in you a burst of hope in a world caught in the throes of despair. May you become as strong and as tender as your mother and grandmothers. We stand as your church today, on this last Sunday of Advent, ready to keep rooting for hope, working for peace, cultivating joy, and living the promise of love to each other. And part of that promise is teaching you about the faith you were born into. So here's the first lesson, Advent 101. The first thing you need to know is what Advent is all about. And Advent is a great place to start because it's all about a baby. And well, you're a baby, so. Advent is a brief but intense beginning to the church year. 
The season is marked by light in the darkness. We turn on twinkly lights, we wake up our fireplaces, and we remember how lovely everyone looks in candlelight. And we call Jesus, the baby we're all anticipating, the light of the world. It's as if we're waking up in the middle of the night, groggy and disoriented, only to see a brilliant star shining through the window, reminding us in the coziest way of our smallness. And this is not to say the dark is bad or something to be feared. It's true that when there's no light, it's hard to see what's in front of you. We worry that we might not be able to find the ones we love or where to step next. But the darkness is a place of mystery, of the impossible, of Genesis. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, God's spirit hovered over the dark waters, much like your mother leans over the side of your crib to check on you. And in that dark moment, the world was conceived and created. And in the darkness of the earth, deep underground where soil huddles close together and drinks in water, life bursts out of a seed, a tiny sprout eventually pushing its way out of the soil into the air. And in that dark place, the tallest tree begins as something small and fragile. And in the darkness of a womb, the life of every human being who has ever lived grows and becomes people like you and like me and like the people all around us. I guess what I'm trying to say, sweet Brinsley, is that you don't have to be afraid of the dark. Beautiful, impossible things happen in places we can't see, things you wouldn't believe. Well, perhaps you could believe them. You have not yet seen how cruel and painful the world can be, how hard it is to be a person sometimes. So in this moment, we rejoice that you hold all the hope and possibility most of us do not even dare to imagine. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We were talking about Advent. So Advent lesson number two. Advent is also about preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ. So how do we do that? Well, first, his mom sings a song, which might seem a little silly because there's so many other things to do when you're having to prepare for a baby. And besides, having a baby at any point in history is scary, but to do it in a time when women died in childbirth a lot more frequently was terrifying. To have a baby was to toss a coin up for your own survival. But perhaps Mary knew this because she ran immediately to her cousin's house and finds out that her cousin was going to have a baby too. And with all of their mixed feelings about bringing a baby into the world in such an uncertain time, these women stood together and did what they knew to do. They sang a song. Elizabeth sings of the honor it is to be in the presence of Jesus, the baby growing in Mary's belly. And Mary sings a song about a hope for the world. She sings about the generations that will come after her, the hungry fed, the oppressed free. God will take care of God's people, even and especially if it means breaking the hearts of the proud and the powerful in the process. 
It's a beautiful song. But here's the thing. Mary wasn't the first one to sing the song. She didn't come up with those words all on her own. She was singing a song that she already knew. This song that Mary sings is an old hymn for her that she probably grew up singing. It's the song of Miriam, of Deborah, of Hannah. And I bet her parents knew this song and taught it to her, just as your parents will sing songs to you. They taught her about the God who looks kindly on her, the God who wants to heal the world. So the song doesn't belong to Mary, but by singing it, she puts herself in God's story. She was saying, the God who promises life and wholeness is doing something that I get to be a part of. Perhaps she taught this song to Jesus in the wee hours of the night as she rocked him to sleep. Perhaps she hummed it as she got him ready for synagogue that day, the day that he read the scroll about binding up the wounded and setting the captives free. Maybe he got it from his mama. But these songs that were passed down from generation to generation were not mere lullabies meant to lull us into a peaceful sleep. They are dangerous songs. Songs that talk about toppling the powers that be, turning the order of the world upside down, and fulfilling ancient faith promises that go against the way empire works. Which brings me to Advent lesson number three. Good songs are not always happy songs. Ask any country singer. (laughs) Good songs are not always safe songs. So take the classic Christmas song, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. The boy in the song is dead set on one Christmas gift, a hippopotamus. Now, Brinsley, have you seen a hippo? Those things are massive. What does a kid need a hippo for? But against all reason, the boy wants one very badly. And he's thought of everything. Santa can bring it through the front door. It can live in a two-car garage. It'll be fine, Mom. But his mom has an objection. The hippo will eat him up. But his teacher quickly rebuffs this objection, saying that hippos are vegetarians. I mean, this is a preposterous Christmas list. Right? It's a song that's supposed to make us laugh because it's impossibly dangerous. But I mean, maybe his mom is onto something because hippos are the deadliest land mammal on the earth, killing 3,000 people a year. Did y'all know that? That's huge. They can run 14 miles per hour, which, if you didn't know, is faster than humans. Their bodies can crush humans and their teeth can break through cement. This boy is singing about something that's not only absurd, but also very dangerous. And I know that hippos and changing the world are not the same thing. But Brinsley, what if Mary was singing an absurd and dangerous song too? Her song, the one she learned from her mom, who learned it from her mom, who learned it from the ancestor moms, reminds us that we needn't be afraid of the world God is bringing about. It's true that sometimes we will be in the dark, not knowing where to step 
or what lies ahead. Some might say we're in a time of darkness now. But remember, dear Brinsley, that you were formed in the darkness. It's God's place of creativity and generative imagination and the dangerous work of God's reign coming to earth is something, something to rejoice in. I'm sure Mary and Elizabeth, as excited as they were, were also frightened by what was to come. Not just when they were pregnant and looking ahead to birth, but also when their babies were born Jewish into the Roman Empire. And then when their babies caught the ire of the empire and then when they both eventually died at the hands of the empire. But the hope of their beginning, the songs that rang out from their mother's mouths, fueled their lives into something beautiful, something that rocked the world, a world that is still feeling its reverberations today. May the songs of your mother and grandmothers and ancestor moms and grandmas and mothering spirits reverberate in your own life. And may the songs of Mary and Elizabeth shape our lives as we learn their absurd and dangerous songs and prepare for Jesus to come again and again and again into this world. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.